0: You are listening to Rabbi Arya Wolby of Torch in Houston, Texas. This is the Living Jewishly Podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Living Jewishly Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss the laws of Sfirah Sa'omer, the laws of counting the Omer. The Torah tells us, you shall count for yourselves from the day after the rest day, from the day you bring the Omer of the wave offering, seven weeks, they shall be complete. Until the day following the seventh week shall you count 50 days, and you shall bring a new meal offering to Hashem. This is in Leviticus 23, verses 15 and 16. Therefore, from the second night of Pesach, we begin a nightly counting of the Omer for 49 days, seven full weeks. The mitzvah of counting applies to men, women can count as well, and is done while standing. The mitzvah is to count at the beginning of evening, when the stars are visible, but ultimately can be said all night. Before the nightly count, we recite a blessing over the mitzvah of the sephirah counting. After reciting the blessing, we count the day and week aloud, and then it is customary to recite a special prayer regarding the restoration of the temple and its services. The blessing is Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam, Blessed are you, Hashem, our God, King of the Universe, who has sanctified us with His commandments and has commanded us regarding the counting of the Omer. And then we say, for example, Hayom today we counted last night. Hayom chamisha yamim baomer. Today is five days of the Omer. And when it's going to be after seven days, after it's one week, we will start saying, for example, on the eighth day, Hayom Shmona Yamim. Today is eight days, which is Shehem Shavua Echad V'yom Echad Ba'omer, which is one week and one day of the Omer. So you count the weeks and the days in counting the Omer, and that's it. Then we say the merciful one, may he return us to the services of the Beis Amigdash of the Holy Temple in its place speedily in our days. Amen. So that's recited every evening as soon as it's nightfall. As soon as there's nightfall. On Friday and Yom Tov evenings, counting the Omer should be done prior to the public Kiddush sanctifying the day. So, for example, in many synagogues, Before you go home at the end of services Friday night, there is a public recitation of the Kiddush. Someone, the Gabbai or the president of the shul, whoever it may be, fills up a glass of wine and recites Kiddush for the entire community. The counting of the Omer should be done before that, on Saturday night, and when Yom Tov ends, the counting of the Omer should be done before Havdala, before the departure from Shabbos so that we can extend the Shabbos. When Saturday night is Yom Tov, the counting of the Omer should be before Kiddush and Havdalah. So we count the Omer. Now, what's the idea? The idea is if you're going to start eating, you're very likely going to forget to count. You get involved in your meal, you forget about counting. So the idea before you sit down to eat, so tonight is a holiday, uh, we light our candles at uh, 7.30. I believe is candle lighting tonight. So what do we do? After we light candles, we pray our mincha service. We pray our mariv service. And then we recite the Omer. Then we start our meal. The Omer is the days we count from Pesach to Shavuos. Tonight is going to be the sixth night. Okay, we're going to see about how to tell exactly what day it is. Usually you only say, yesterday was the fifth. Yesterday we counted the fifth. You don't say what tonight is going to be. There's a reason for it. We'll see in a minute. If one forgot to count the Omer at night, he should count by day without a blessing. So, for example, if you did not count last night, say the, say with me, Hayom, Chamisha Yamim, Ba-Omer. Today is five days of the Omer. Tonight will be the next night. What comes after five? Great. So now you know what tonight is. If one forgot to count the Omer at night with a blessing, right? You only recite the blessing at night. He should count by day without a blessing. And on the following night, he may resume reciting with a blessing. However, if one completely forgot to count on the evening and the following day, so they missed the completely they can no longer count with a blessing. They still have to count, but without a blessing. If one is in doubt whether or not they counted, they may resume counting on the following evening with a blessing. If one is asked at dusk time, so it's evening time, and someone says, hey, what night is tonight? What night are we counting tonight? They should respond, yesterday we counted, and give the number of yesterday. Since saying the number for that night, may have mistakenly fulfilled their obligation and then no blessing would be required that night. And you want to make sure that you have the opportunity to recite the blessing. So if you're going to say, if someone comes over to you at about 8 o'clock tonight and say, hey, what's the counting of the Omer tonight? And you tell them the number, now you're not going to be able to recite it with a blessing because you already counted. So therefore you always say, last night we counted the fifth. Number 14, before reciting the blessing, one should know what they are about to bless. This is regarding all blessings. If you're eating a fruit, you should know what you're about to say. You should know what you're about to bless, uh, what you're about to say, give thanks to Hashem. So you should know which day of the omer they are blessing for. However, if one recited the blessing without advanced knowledge, but with the intention to recite along with the rest of the congregation in unison, it is okay. Number fifteen. If someone had intention to count the fourth but realized after the blessing that the correct day was the fifth, then they count the fifth and they have no need to repeat the blessing again. If after an extended period of time they realized that indeed they, they counted the wrong day, then the blessing and counting should be repeated. So, for example, eight o'clock tonight, you count the Omer and you say, okay, tonight's the fifth of the Omer. And then an hour later, you're like, oh my goodness. I said the fifth, it was really the sixth. You say the blessing over again and count it correctly. Number 16, during the first 33 days of Sfira, the 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva died, and we therefore observe slight customs of mourning during this period, like not making weddings or having taking haircuts or listening to music during this time. There are differing opinions regarding the observance of the 33 days of mourning. I listed over here the two of them. Uh, The first 33 days of the Omer beginning from Pesach till Lagba Omer, till the 33rd day of the Omer. That's one custom. There's another custom. The last 33 days of the Omer, which is beginning from Rosh Chodesh Iyar, all the way till three days before Shavuot. So either way, whichever custom you choose, Both customs are acceptable, and a person can change their custom year to year. One year they can be, you know what, I want to count from Pesach to Lagba Omer. And the others other years you can pick from Rosh Chodesh to the third day of Sivan, which is three days before Shavuot. And it's fine. Also, if you're observing, let's say, the first count, but your friend is count, ca- is doing the second half of the Omer as their count. As not their count, but their observance of the morning period. And they're doing a wedding before Rosh Chodesh. You're not keeping that part. It's fine. You can participate in that wedding. It's fine. It means if you go into someone's car on, on, uh, you know, next Monday, it's not Rosh Chodesh yet, right? And they're keeping the second half. They're starting from Rosh Chodesh. They're, they're starting their morning Period for 33 days. You go into their car, you don't have to tell them, oh, turn off the music. I'm keeping the first half of the Omer. It's okay. So just just know that a person for themselves needs to observe it for themselves. It's fine, and they are permitted to participate in things that are not their own doing. When Rosh Chodesh Iyar, which is next month, right now we're in Nisan, next month is Iyar, when Rosh Chodesh Iyar is on Shabbos, then since there is a double holiness, the holiness of Shabbos and the holiness of Rosh Chodesh, one can marry and get a haircut on Friday preceding that Shabbos. So even though typically you wouldn't, but because there is a double holiness, the holiness of Shabbos and the holiness of Rosh Chodesh, the Friday prior is sort of exempt of the laws of that morning. Since on the 33rd day of the Omer, which is Lag Baomer, Lamed Gimel, which is 33, The plague ended with the students of Rebbe Kiva. We increase our joy and weddings, haircuts, music are permitted and no Tachnon is recited. Since students still died on the 33rd, festivities do not commence from the previous night but from midday. Now, a sandek, which is the godfather, the one who holds the baby at the bris, the moel and the father of the bris baby, They can shave and take haircuts in honor of the breasts, but only them. Engagement parties are always permitted. However, the music and dancing is not permitted during those morning days. It is proper to avoid any tasks or labors from sunset till the counting of the Omer, as the Torah commands to count seven Shabbatot, it says, which comes from the term Shvut, refraining from work. So our sages teach us that when it says specifically that terminology, it's telling us shvus that you should not do labor till you count. On the first night of Shavuot, we delay the matter of prayer till after the stars are visible in the sky to fulfill the command in the Torah that states, Sheva shabbatot t'mimot seven weeks they shall be complete, meaning till the full 50th day is completed. So that's the laws of Sfirah to Omer. Also, our sages tell us that because when the Jewish people were taken out of Egypt, they were on such a low level of spirituality. They were at spiritual depletion. They were at the 49th level of impurity. Every day they were taken up two rungs, one level of holiness and removed from one level of impurity. So they were going up the ladder of holiness till they reached the pinnacle, which was almost at the 50th level of holiness when we received the Torah. So it is an unbelievable opportune time during these days of counting the Omer to work on our character traits for a number of reasons. Number one, because we're about to receive the Torah and we want to be our best version of ourselves upon receiving the Torah at the holiday of Shavuot. But also... Because the students of Rabbi Akiva, our sages tell us, didn't act in the most appropriate way between one another. And our sages tell us this is a message for us. This plague happened specifically during this time where we should be even more cautious about our character, more cautious about our good traits. And therefore, we here at Torch, Over the past years, we've done the 48 ways, which the Mishnah teaches us, 48 steps to perfection of character, perfection of living a Jewish life, and therefore, we every day are publishing our way that corresponds to that night's counting. So for 48 nights, every night, there's another podcast being released for all the 48 steps that we can take in our own spiritual perfection. I hope you join me on this journey of growing and connecting and hopefully perfecting our character traits through the days of the Omer. And my dear friends, that concludes this Living Jewishly podcast episode.